I'm Jack Kennedy. And they hit a lot harder in my opinion too. What is up everybody? My name is Caelan McNamara and everyone's got a plan until they get hit with my views. I am Hunter Boss. He just wanted to go to the distance by the looks of it. He couldn't even do that. And this is the MMA Island Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the MMA Island Podcast. I am Jack Kennedy alongside Keelan McNamara and Hunter Boss. We are here today with another phenomenal episode ahead of us. Um, A main event prediction for this upcoming fight night uh, this Saturday, actually today, whenever this comes out. Um, Amanda Nunes, Juliana Pena has unfortunately been suspended because I believe a COVID thing uh, related to Amanda Nunes' camp. Um, And we're going to be talking about an interesting thing, our favorite fight night non-pay-per-view event uh, that the UFC has ever thrown down. There's been a lot of good ones, recent ones, and ones that have gone way back, um, which I'm very interested to see uh, what you guys have to say about it. Let's go ahead and get into it, though. A very interesting middleweight matchup in the main event between Uriah Hall and Sean Strickland. Hunter, what do you think about this fight? This fight's going to be fun to watch. You know, it's going to be a stand-up brawl between two fantastic middleweight strikers and one Uriah Hall who is just absolutely insane and, and has the craziest knockouts we've ever seen. And Sean Strickland, on the other hand, is, is coming back from adversity and he's battling his way back up to the middleweight ranking. So it's going to be a fantastic fight night altogether. But when it comes to predictions, I can't surpass, I can't oversee Uriah Hall in this one. I think Uriah Hall... We'll take this home in some way. I think he's he's getting better with every fight he's been going into. Um, so I'm going to say uh, maybe third round knockout. But I think Uriah Hall is really going to soften up Sean Strickland with a lot of good jabs and good sidekicks to keep him spaced away. But then it's just going to come out of nowhere and he's going to get a really phenomenal knockout third round. Yeah, it's a great fight. It really is. And like we say so many times, people are going to look past this. They're going to be looking at something else and then they're going to see a highlight rated knockout straight afterwards. So don't miss it. Um, You know, I'm so happy for Uriah Hall on a non-biased personal note because this is a guy who's finally realizing his potential, his God-given talent. And we've seen how good he is and how good he can be to a degree that we always knew he could. And in Sean Strickland, make no mistake, he's facing a tough, tough prospect in front of him. Strickland mightn't be the highest ranked middleweight. He might not be the most well-known, but he is one of the toughest This is a guy who can give a punch and he can happily take one. He can give a leg kick. He can take a leg kick. And Uriah is really going to have to be at his best to get past him. That being said, I'm with Hunter in this one. I think Uriah does get it done. And I think a big part of this is Sean Strickland's a very friendly guy. He's an incredibly blunt and out there personality, which in many ways I respect, but in many ways, no filter can sometimes be a bad filter. And I'm almost kind of intrigued as to whether Sean Strickland talks so much that he actually pisses Uriah Hall off to such a degree that Uriah finishes this, because that's something I can see happening. We all know Sean Strickland likes to talk in the middle of the octagon, and it is entertaining. But if you get on the wrong side of Uriah Hall, Uriah Hall can nuke you in a second. And we've seen that countless times, most notably the ultimate fighter with that ultimate spinning heel kick so a part of me thinks this is what's going to happen i think uriah has finally got his mentality right which is of course amazing in its own right i think he's going to manage the distance he's going to be very composed and then i think he's just going to let something massive go and it's going to be a second or third round knockout 
Yeah, I, I got to respect that. I, I, I really like it. It's interesting, this fight, because Sean Strickland, it's, it's actually kind of an odd matchup to have as a main event, but I love it because I think it's very evenly matched for me. Um, and before we go into this, I actually disagree with you guys. I think Sean Strickland is going to win this fight. Um, and it's actually because of the personality that you just mentioned there. He might piss Uriah Hall off, but in return, it's Sean Strickland being so open with himself and so calm and so confident. Since the accident, really before that, Sean Strickland was not really anybody you thought about in the UFC. Since then, his perspective on everything has changed and the fighting style has changed too. He's confident. He, he goes out there and does what he does. He fights not reckless, but he's, he isn't holding anything back. The reason I think Sean Strickland beats Uriah Hall is that from what I've seen of Uriah Hall as of late, he is starting to improve and win fights consecutively and not be inconsistent and do really well. But he starts fights so slow. If Uriah Hall, and what I, what I would love to see, I, I really like Uriah Hall. You can't, you can't get a great guy and everything. But what I saw with the Anderson Silva and the fight before that, well, Anderson Silva and then Chris Wyman, but that's kind of a, that one's a weird thing, you know? That's a write-off. It, it, yeah. it is, you know, and, and you can't hold anything against that. But, you know, in those fights, uh, and the one before before Anderson Silva, he he won, but he didn't really do too much until the fight got in the later stages of it, and then he realized he had to, you know, step up the pace. I think that is going to be the biggest detriment to Uriah Hall. Um in contrast to Sean Strickland, who is always going forward, he's always throwing stuff, he's, 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 he's being confident. I think if Uriah Hall doesn't face someone like Anderson Silva, Anderson Silva realistically didn't have much of a shot against Uriah Hall, I don't think. His chin wasn't there, and then once Uriah Hall just started landing the powerful shots, it was it was pretty much over. A guy like Sean Strickland, who can take a punch uh, and, and, and can put on a, 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 his own game plan against Uriah Hall, I think that could be a really dangerous matchup for Uriah Hall because he can just, you know, work the leg kicks, mix it up and everything, keep him guessing and not let Uriah Hall be able to let those first two rounds go and then pour it on in the third and fourth because Sean Strickland's game plan will be around that. Um, so that's kind of my breakdown of it. I think Sean Strickland will be able to maybe get a fifth round TKO or fourth round TKO. Uh, I don't think this fight goes to the distance. I think these guys are too powerful, too explosive. Um but there's a lot of stakes on it. It's such a weird time in the middleweight division where Uriah Hall and Sean Strickland are fighting for a top 10 spot. Um, and I love it. I think it's a very, very even fight. Um, and I, I have Sean Strickland winning. I don't know why. I mean, that's, that's why, but you know, based off the form you would think to pick Uriah Hall, but I just think, I think Sean Strickland's going to just put up too much of a weird game plan. And I don't think Uriah Hall, especially with the way he doesn't take things that go terribly against his opponents, even if it's not his fault great even if that's in like the very very back of his mind if he gets off to that slow start again i think sean strickland kind of just takes control of the fight and gets gets his rhythm going and by the time uriah hall starts to ramp it up i think sean strickland will have it figured out so that's 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 my prediction for the fight that's fair I, i've got to respect it you know it, it's a it's a good breakdown right there but the one problem i or there's a few problems i yeah. have with this matchup is that sean strickland when he, he comes forward always, which I love about Sean Strickland, but he doesn't move his head when he's moving forward either. Yeah, fair he's enough. kind of a stationary target. And you can't be a stationary target against Uriah Hall, especially with how good he is off of his back foot. We've seen, seen so many different knockouts from Uriah Hall when he's fighting off his back foot. So when Sean Strickland enters the octagon, if he's more calculated and more kind of, uh, uh, how do you put it, uh, maybe less 
uh, less forward in the way he fights and more just he's going to take a step back, see, analyze what his opponent is yeah. doing, and then strike. That would I would love. But when we saw against Brendan Allen and his future or his past opponents, he was more of just I'm going to go in the octagon, I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw, I'm going to keep moving forward. I'm not going to give my chance my opponent a chance to even think which is usually a fantastic strategy and would work against, I think, almost any other person in the middleweight division other than Uriah Hall. I think it's just a bad matchup all in itself. So, uh, But I love how they have two of the middleweight strikers coming in. We don't see a whole lot of middleweight strikers other than Israel Anansaya and Robert Whitaker in the top division. Uh, it's, it's very wrestling dominant, and I really like to see these lower-ranked middleweights fight, and especially these two standing-up uh, strikers. So it's going to be a fantastic fight on itself, and I wouldn't be surprised either way it goes. So just watch out for the knockout. I agree with you guys totally. Third or fourth round, even even the second round, any round, who knows? But uh, it's definitely going to end in knockout, in my opinion. Yeah, I think, Jack, you make a very good argument for Sean Strickland. I'm certainly not against it. But the, the evidence that you use to give Strickland the win I use for Uriah. And the reason that I do it that way is this. Everything you said, of course, as we've just said, is correct about Uriah and that he takes things that doesn't go his way very badly. But we've only ever seen Uriah deal with this in a negative context. We've never seen him on a streak where he's tapping into his true potential and his true form. That means he might actually deal with this way better than if he was on a three-fight losing streak. He's on a three- or four-fight winning streak now. And yes, I fully agree with you. Anderson Silva is not the Anderson Silva of six or seven years ago. And yes, Chris Weidman was very, very unfortunate, and I would never hold that against him at all. But they were still good wins, and you still have to go into the octagon, and no one ever gives you them. You still have to go and take them. So I think with Uriah Hall finally on a run, I think with Uriah, the first two or three wins are the most difficult. I think the rest comes in tune with that. And ultimately, he'll either prove me right or he'll prove me wrong. But I'm throwing the dice in in Uriah Hall, and I think him tapping into his potential will finally see him realize his true talent. Because I've said this to many, many people, and many times, of course, I've been laughed at because it would have sounded ridiculous a couple of years ago. On his day, i.e. tough without knockout, with his God-given talent and ability, Uriah Hall's a top five middleweight. And I will, I'll fight anybody who says otherwise. I don't even care. He is that naturally gifted. And if he can get past someone as tough as Sean Strickland, top 10 really should be watching out. Yeah, hey, I mean, I can't disagree with that. You, this fight, the thing is, you will, will, will have to wait to see it until it actually happens because we don't know what a four-fight win streak Uriah Hall looks like until now dealing with that. Um, it's going to be awesome, a very interesting main event. Now on to some more sad news. Uh, Amanda Nunes versus Juliana Pena has been at least postponed, pulled off of the UFC card. Um, very disappointing, but what do we make of this news? It's definitely depressing to hear. You know, um, I think the reasons due to why it was called off was Amanda Nunes t- tested positive for COVID-19. Yeah. Uh, it's always just sad to see a fight cancel, especially a co-main event for such a big card. But there are other fights on the card that will live up to the hype. Um, it's going to be a, a good card all in itself. But to not see Amanda Nunes fight is just, is just so sad to hear because she reminds me of why I love MMA every time I see her fight. She is truly one of the greatest of all time. Not just in the women's division, but in the men's division. 
I say she is the GOAT in the women's division currently. So just to see her run through all of her opponents really kind of uh, cements her position in the in the GOAT conversation. So uh, if she needs to postpone the fight, that's fine. You know, she's proven herself. She has the ability to do so. She is the champion. She gets to do what she wants. So good for Amanda Nunes that she's taken her time and she, she's established herself and she's able to postpone the fight. She doesn't just fight through anything. And uh, I hope to see her soon. You know, I hope she... Hopefully it's not too bad of COVID-19. You know, we've heard where there's detrimental cases where it really hurts the fighters. And we've heard, hey, they're positive, but not too many symptoms. Let's hope it's the second option here. So, yeah. Yeah, of course. And I echo everything that my guy Hunters just said. I really hope it's not bad for her. I hope it's as mild as it can be. And, you know, it sucks because it's a fact that a lot of fighters... It's a fact that Cody Garbrandt comes at Shemaev to name yeah. but two already, and they were crippling examples. So for Amanda Nunes, I really hope it isn't serious. And, you know, it's the right thing to do, and it's the smart thing to do. And, you know, thankfully, I haven't seen this, but there'll always be someone out there who makes something up ridiculous about her ducking a fight or something like this. With respect, this is not Jermaine Durandamy we're talking about. We're talking about the greatest women's fighter that has ever existed, who's cleaned out her divisions probably twice already. So Amanda Nunez and Hunter said it perfectly. She can call her shots and she could do whatever she wants. And she's made the absolute right decision because she also has a very young family now, which I'm very happy for her for too. And, you know, not that she would have if she didn't, but she definitely isn't going to risk it now. You know, it just, it makes no sense. So I'm glad she's made the smart decision. And I do look forward to seeing this fight in the future because Juliana Pena, very tough woman in her own right. And I'm sure that when this fight does happen, she will give Nunes a very tough contest. But for now to do anything other than Nunes, it would have been madness. Absolute right decision from Amanda. That is a very interesting point you just brought up because I hadn't even I didn't even know that was an argument people were making. I didn't even I didn't even know that. But if anyone was saying Amanda Nunes is, is if someone Juliana is ever Pena, saying that, don't. The what's the only reason Juliana Pena is getting this fight is because Amanda Nunes has cleaned out the division so much that someone like Rank where she's at can get the fight. It's insane. It's literally insane. Uh, yeah, all the, all the best, obviously. I really do hope it is a mild case of it. I mean, the Hazma Chimaev example is, is most recent. It's, it's insane to see. I'm so glad he's booked to fight again, but he, he literally retired because he didn't think he could do it again. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. If I think this is good for Juliana Pena. She gets more time, but I mean, in the long run, I don't know if this will really... I, it, it, it's disappointing because it'll move off this card and everything, but of all cards for it to move off of, this one is going to be just fine because now they get Pedro Munoz, Jose Aldo in the co-main event in its place. So it's okay. Michael Chiesa, Vicente Luque is still on the card. So it's not that they were absolutely relying on this. Now, if you had this fight on there, then it's an absolute super card because it's unbelievable. You have two title fights. But um, most importantly, above all, health to Amanda Nunes and her new family, of course. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's disappointing, but it'll happen eventually. Um, and we'll all be excited to see it because, I mean, Juliana Pena, to her credit, has done a good job of hyping this fight up with the call out and everything. No one calls out Amanda Nunes that much anymore. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But moving on to our last little thing here. Um, and this one, I'm very curious to hear what you guys have to say, because there's been so many good fight nights uh, across the year. So many underrated ones um, just in between pay-per-views and stuff. What are your favorite fight nights of all time? Hunter, 
Get us started. Oh, man. So I'm at work here and I get the text like a, a saying this is the topic. So yeah. I'm thinking of all the different fight nights I've, I've, li- I've watched and I've listened to and only one comes to mind. I mean, Holloway versus Cater is a fantastic one. Yeah. Dustin Poirier versus Dan Hooker is also amazing. But the best one, in my opinion, has to be the Korean Zombie versus Yair Rodriguez. That was crazy. Yeah. This fight yeah. was a tornado of violence here. Punches, kicks, knees, and, of course, elbows were being thrown like wild. And it ended in a knockout in the fifth round and then exactly the last second of the round. How could you not like that? This fight right here made me want to be an MMA fan and, and, and just it cemented where I wanted to be in life. I wanted to follow the sport because of the fight I just witnessed. And I remember it was kind of close to Christmas. It was maybe like October, November, December area. Yeah. And I'm like, this is the perfect Christmas present because this was <laughs> one of the greatest fights I've ever seen in my life. So I have to, I have to go with that fight. Granted, there are so many other fight nights that are fantastic as well. I know what I'm getting Hunter for Christmas this year. A signed picture <laughs> yeah. of Yair Rodriguez. Oh, oh my gosh. Korean zombie. I'm more of a zombie fan. It kind of hurt when I. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I know. But it, he actually moved up better to... from that fight. He even did. though he lost, it worked out. Yeah. yeah. It hurts, but you love the pain at the same time. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, there's two that always immediately spring to mind. Obviously, we've had so many fight nights that have superseded numbered events, pay-per-views. Um. The one I was going to say that's it's a little bit of an easy way out to a degree, but it was going to be Holloway Cater because that was just one of the best individual performances I've ever, ever seen. And probably one that I ever will see. That performance was on par, if not above McGregor Alvarez. That's how good that performance was. But the one I'm going to go for is Dustin Poirier, Dan Hooker. And, you know, this fight was such a big part in Poirier's rise, I think. You know, because Dan Hooker is nobody's joke. He is not a bum. He never has been. He never will be. And these two guys just went out there and laid it on the line for five rounds. Some of the most violent combinations, some of the best Muay Thai, some of the, just some of the best striking I've ever seen in my life. You know, Dustin Poirier went out there, just all blood and guts for five rounds, never lost an ounce of stamina, sometimes just bleeding porously really really badly but yet connecting with dan hooker and outboxing dan hooker and even at some of the abdomen kicks and the leg kicks and he still kept going and he still kept going and it was just one more shining beating example of dustin poirier's heart to me that was almost kind of the beginning of el diamante it wasn't the diamond dustin poirier anymore it became el diamante as he's rebranded himself that to me was almost sort of the beginning of the ascendancy that we're seeing now. And when we look back at Dustin Poirier's career in five, 10 years, this fight will be a pivotal part of his legacy. So to me, I'm going to go for that. Dustin Poirier, Dan Hooker. I mean, I love it. I love it so much. Everything you guys have said so far, but it's, a, it's everything that has been said so far also is so recent. It, yeah. Whenever I was going through this, I was racking my brain because I was like, there are so many good fight nights that at the moment I can only imagine the ones that's been in the past two years. So I, I went and then I started thinking some more and everything about just fight nights that forever, you know, forever ago. Um, one of the fights that got me so I'm going to just list three because I can't really narrow it down to one specifically. Although there is, although there is, although there is one, I will say just for the sake of saying it. Um, but one of the, 
ones from I think it was 2016. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Whenever Justin Gaethje first entered the UFC, automatically Michael man, Johnson. Yeah, Michael that's Johnson. That's a good one. Oh, I, I was, forgot about that oh. one. That was that was one that no one was watching. In between a pay per view, it's like who is Justin Gaethje? Who is this guy? And Michael Johnson is in the fight night main event. Why is he why is he main eventing? He hasn't won a fight in a while. That fight and and that card was also stacked. I, I also look for not just main events, but they stack fight night cards sometimes too. Like you have two or three like stacked fight night cards a year, and that that one was stacked. And and it was odd that that was the main event. And I, I was watching it, and then chaos from the first second to the flying knee, and then Gagey doing the the drunken backflip after everything. It was absolute entertainment. <laughs> That would have been from crazy. from the opening minute to to the end, and and it was crazy. I had never been more shocked <laughs> watching how good a fight was because I had zero expectations going into. It. I was like Michael Johnson, that's easy work, easy. Um, and it was crazy. And that was enter Justin Gaethje, the era of Justin Gaethje. Then comes off of the two losses with the same style. Then it's the controlled chaos, the stuff that that knocked out James Vick, that knocked out Cowboy, that just absolutely did one of the greatest performances in UFC history against Tony Ferguson. Um, so yeah, that was unbelievable. And that's the first one I'm going to list off then next. And this is a very famous one. Of course, it's Shogun Hua versus Dan Henderson. I mean, that was one of the, that was the first fight night main event that was five rounds. And did they prove they, they more than any fight, they proved why five rounds was necessary for every main event, non-title fight uh, or not. It was unbelievable, an absolute war. Shogun versus Dan Henderson 2 was very exciting as well. But just that first one as well, uh, it, it was crazy to see. Now, this one is more of a sentimental value. And I don't know if you guys – I definitely think you guys didn't see this live. But I remember this vividly for some reason as one of the first big fights that – I had already been into MMA, but, that, but like actually got me – into watching MMA. Like I had watched it, but just kind of like, oh, this is really cool. I, I enjoy this. And then I watched this fight and I know it's like, whoa, like I'm following this like seriously. Um, Mark Hunt versus Bigfoot won. Oh, uh, that was ooh, a fight night? Fight night. Yeah. And and that was, um, I, I forget, the, I, I honestly don't remember the rest of the card. I have to search it up, but I just remember the absolute war that that, that those guys put on. And Big, Bigfoot back in the day would like not get knocked out at all and mark hunt had the most power that you'd ever see he would just like kind of go forward and just throw and bigfoot withstood it and everything and um and then at the end it was a draw but if you scored it any different you would have to disagree with it because the fight was so close it was unbelievable um and i just remember watching the chaos everybody was they were bleeding all over the octagon and everything and after they were it was just one of those things where like let's just go get drinks after this because it was just like you have to respect each other or well actually no they're going to the hospital after that but um after that but it was it was so it was such a good fight and it was such a good fight night together and that was one of the fights where you just could not take your eyes off the screen and you just had to appreciate the greatness that you were watching just the absolute war uh, of a fight at heavyweight. So those are kind of just three off the top of my head that are not recent because you go over so many recent fight nights that have been incredible. Those are some of the older ones that I appreciate so much that have just been amazing. And there's so many other ones that I'm, I'm not even mentioning right now. I I hope people I'll, will drop in the comments any of the ones that we're not remembering, but just it's, it's so good. I love fight nights so much. And there's so many underrated ones that will not be mentioned, but just, I, if you told me, you remember watching it and just enjoying 
everything about it. So yeah, that, that that's probably it for me. Jeez, Jack, that was a fantastic freaking list right there. Yeah. I, was, I was, I feel like I was reliving, reliving every single right. fight you mentioned. Right. Every time you mentioned that, I was like, oh my God, what about this moment? And then this one, and then this moment. No, that was fantastic. I kind of feel stupid with my pick. No, actually, you know, I'm gonna still, <laughs> no, I'm gonna you gotta stick with, stick with that. You gotta stick with that. That's a good pick. I gotta, I gotta yeah. stick with it. Yeah. This is one of the fights that like got me to, to watch yeah. UFC. Yeah. I wasn't always a UFC fan when growing up. I only turned a, a UFC fan was around like 16, 15 years old. So yeah. That was around the time when I started watching, and that's what cemented me being a fan. So yeah. I got to give it there. Uh, the Hall, not Holloway, um, Year versus Korean Zombie, fantastic fight. Um, but honestly, we got to be so happy that we have so many ch- to choose from, really. Because if we're having this much conversation and we're not li- really repeating anyone else's answers here, that's how you know the UFC has so many fantastic freaking fight nights, you know? And that's not even talking about the preliminaries. That's just talking about the main event itself. So if we're talking about preliminaries on a fight night card, this conversation can go on for days here. So I'm just so happy we've had so many good fight nights. And I'm so happy we had a good fight night last week too. Because Sandhagen versus Dillashaw, oh I almost gosh. thought about mentioning it. Because it was a fantastic fight. We, we debated on the podcast back and forth whether or not who won the fight. And if you don't know who won the fight, that's how you know it's a fantastic fight in general. So I got to give it to the UFC. They've been doing a fantastic job lately but they've been doing a fantastic jobs for years and hopefully years to come. Yeah. Credit to you, Jack, for that list. That was killer, dude. Uh, just so many unbelievable fights. When you get Vietnam flashbacks from UFC fight <laughs> nights, you know, you've gone through something good. You know that they're special to you. And I'm, I'm never going to argue with any of the fights that any of you guys have said, because I remember down near all of them, I think um, I don't think I quite remember Mark Hunt Bigfoot Silva UFC Fight Night thirty three. Yeah, I don't think I saw <laughs> way that back, one. Way back, way back. I don't but remember. All the other, all the other ones UFC I have seen. And- yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, he got he got the he had the Wikipedia out searching. Yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. it right there. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, just so many amazing fights, man. They really, really are. Um, in many ways, I look forward to fight nights now more than a lot of pay-per-views. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because with fight nights, you get so many bangers. You really, really do. And you get the f- you're almost able to appreciate fighters before their pay-per-view material. And you- one thing that I really like about fight nights is that you don't see as many casuals almost engaged in them because they serve a very particular purpose and being for people who are blood tied to the sport so that's why i love them so much and damn near every fight night we've had for the last two years has been a card of the year contender and again that is how you know you're in the middle of something really really good and they just bring so much damage they bring joy and they are just amazing spectacles Honestly, you guys are just saying exactly the truth. It's just fight nights. And I feel so bad because there are so many that I just love. There's so there's too many. Like I could name seriously like 50 fight nights that were unbelievable. And I'm probably not even exaggerating there. Like like a solid 50 that were like must watch cards. And I just I I wish I did more a little more research because I just I want to name it like as many as possible. But one one I will say as well that just kind of popped into my head. And I remember this because whenever I was uh, I was a lot younger when this happened, but I remember it so vividly because I wasn't able to watch it live, but I had to rewatch it and I I, I turned off all notifications and everything. But um, I was so excited to see it because it was such a stacked card at the time and it was a fight night. It was shocking. It was Fabrizio Verdum versus Travis Brown for a, a, a title oh. shot. Um, 
And the co-main event was Cowboy Cerrone versus Edson Barbosa. And Barbosa had just been on a long winning streak. So had Cowboy. Um, and Cowboy won by a submission. And it was crazy. Uh, and obviously, the, you know, Travis Brown, Fabricio Verdun. We see those highlights all the time and everything. So um, actually, that was the second fight. But there was other highlights. That was the one where Fabricio Verdun won and then got to uh, challenge Cain Velasquez and won. So there are just too many. It, it's so good. I love the UFC and everything that, that, that's been going on from it. Uh, and, and just man, it's, it's just, it's so great to just think about like reminisce almost about all the fight nights and everything, but just be so excited because they keep getting better and better and better. I mean, a long time ago, you had one or two like really good fight nights per year. Now we're getting hyped up for every single fight night as a potential absolute, like you have to much watch card. I mean, just look at seriously, Corey Sanhagen versus Tilly TJ Dillashaw. How fun was that fight? The nerves I got for watching the TJ Dillashaw, Corey Sanhagen fight is like watching a pay-per-view. It seriously felt like that. And the fight lived up to it. I'd say it's it's in the top three for the fights of the year. I, I, I'd i have to review it before I say it's a front runner, but it could very well be a front runner for fight of the year. It was just an absolute war. And that one was literally last Saturday. So it's so great to see. Um, and it's so great to just talk about the amazing fight nights and just give credit to the UFC for putting on these such great shows. Yeah, Keelan. Guys, I've got another honorary shout that I'm yeah, going to give you. Yeah, Ken Velasquez Jr. De Santos. Of course, oh, UFC Fox night? One. Yeah, that wasn't even a pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, how can you have that good of a fight on network TV? That is insane. How I remember ben- that ben- fight. Yeah, yeah. How about Benson Henderson versus Nate Diaz? That was free too. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Man, this is I such mean, a pleasant throwback. I'm I know it's this. amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. Uh, you can just go back and, and just look at all of the fights and everything. And Could see the people that were on that uh, DeSantos Velasquez card. Benson Henderson beat Clay Guida. Poirier beat Pablo Garza. Lamas Cub Swanson. Dude, oh. that, that's just like, that's just like, and a lot of those fighters, that was before they even became big. Like that was just yeah. like that was just like an average fight back then. But like, look at all the names. That's another thing. You look at the prelims on some of these fight nights before, and you have like three, four guys that became, if not champions, like world title challengers and top five contenders and household names. It's just like you have to watch fight nights. <laughs> you have to watch fight nights, especially if everyone's talking. I mean, everyone was talking about Corey Sanding and T.J. Dillashaw. It's just you don't know who you're who you're gonna who you're gonna see who's gonna become the next star. And fight nights, in a lot of cases, is where they get to develop and showcase to move on to that uh, next step. It's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, great podcast, guys. Great, great to reminisce about the amazing UFC stuff and hope for the future and everything. About we say that like after every podcast, but it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's so true. Um, as always, guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Please make sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. Um, we are everywhere, literally everywhere, including iTunes and Spotify. So listen to us there. Uh, make sure to check out our Instagram at MMA.Island and our great website, MMAIsland.net. Again, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Great podcast, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much, everybody. Watch Fight Nights. <laughs>